It's my favorite time of year. Time for the splendid elementary science fair. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. My name is Professor Theo. I'm broadcasting live from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful, splendid West Virginia, home to some of the most extraordinary young boys and girls and unimaginable things. Some people think that the work I do here in my mysterious top-secret lab has something to do with the... with the... Um, abundance of kid superheroes and time-traveling teens and kids trapped in video games and, well, anyway, it's ridiculous. Nothing could be farther from the truth. But I do know their stories. This week's story is an exciting one. It's called Bug Brigade. But before I get to that, I was recently asked, once again, for the third year in a row to be a guest judge for the Splendid Elementary School Science Fair. It's one of my favorite annual events. I'm one of three judges. Miss Robinson is another judge. You may remember her. She is the teacher for kids' superheroes Buck and Tracy. She's wonderful. A fine teacher. It's also judged by... Mr. Brains. I don't get along as well with Mr. Brains. He seems to think a lot of himself. But that's a story for another day. I want to stay positive. The Splendid Elementary School Science Fair is an amazing display of young, imaginative talent. I met so many wonderful boys and girls There was a girl named Mandy Riggs, a second grader, who was fascinated with illusions, and she constructed an impressive project about the science of magic. Mandy called herself Mandy Magic, and she claimed that she could make items vanish. Her project was was really impressive to most, though Mr. Brains did not seem as excited. Fourth grader Terry Turner was there. He's a real lava lover. He presented a giant papier-mâché volcano as his science fair project, and it was impressive, too. Fifth grader Robert Robertson was there. I believe he won, actually, but I got a bit distracted after the incident. Anyway, Robert crafted a, a metallic robot hand to replace the left hand he was born without. The hand was super strong, so strong that it nearly crushed my bones when I shook it. Kid superheroes Buck and Tracy were at the science fair too, but that is a long story for another day. But there was one project that I was particularly impressed with, one that I wanted to know more about. It was a young boy named Axel's project. He called it the Bug Brigade. It didn't get much attention from the other judges because Axel didn't have much to his display, just a few pictures. But they were pictures of him with giant bugs. It fascinated me because I've been working on, I mean, I've read about potions and serums that can do such a thing as to make a tiny bug quite large. 
Axel claimed that he had developed some such potion and that those pictures of giant bugs were very real. I talked to Axel. I wanted to know more about his story, about his bugs. This is his story. Bug Brigade! One morning, eight-year-old Axel awoke, surrounded by four bugs that had grown to eight-year-old human size. You're as big as me, mumbled Axel, rubbing sleep from his eyes. Axel loved bugs. He read about bugs, and studied bugs, and watched movies with bugs. He had bugs on his mind all the time. That's probably why he often had dreams of hanging around with life-size bugs like these that now stood at his bedside. This is no dream, whispered Weaver, a gigantic spider. Was this real? How did this spider, beetle, bee, and lightning bug grow so big? It's your fault, buggered Benny the beetle. Yeah, that science fair project of yours did this to us, added Beatrice the bee. You have to find a way to return us to our normal size, worried Weaver, the orb weaver spider. The lightning bug did not speak, but glowed quite brightly. Axel had been telling everyone for weeks that he'd devised a potion that could make little things like bugs quite big like humans with one zap. Nobody believed him. He'd planned to debut his creation at the school's science fair next month. It was to be titled Bug Brigade, but apparently the bugs had beat him to the punch and discovered the secret serum. Okay, calm down, Axel pleaded. I'll come up with a plan. Axel didn't tell them he had yet to invent an antidote to go along with his enlarging potion, but he got to work on it right away. Hiding four life-sized bugs in your bedroom is not an easy task, and Axel's parents had almost caught him many times. Axel convinced his dad that the webbing Weaver had spun in his closet was simply Halloween decorations put out early. Axel told his mom that the buzzing sound she kept hearing was a video game he was playing much too loud. Well, turn it down, his mother demanded, and Axel pleaded with Beatrice to stay quiet. The beetles' occasional scratches were blamed on the family dog, and the lightning bug's bright light had yet to be observed by anyone other than Axel. Day after day went by, and Axel worked hour after hour after hour. Finally, he had devised a potion that he believed would shrink his bug brigade back down to their normal size. Axel didn't want to use it, though. He had grown to like his life-size bug friends and didn't want to see them go. The lightning bug glow made the best late-night reading light, and Weaver's giant spider presence made him feel safe. Benny the beetle was quite good at cracking jokes, and Beatrice the bee had a lovely singing voice. It's not a world made for bugs this size, Axel, Weaver explained. Benny added, yeah, you have to change us back. I miss my beetle family. And I'm a little scared I'm going to accidentally step on one of them. But I won't be able to talk to you. Axel was sad. Sure you will, said Beatrice the bee. We've always been able to talk. But when our bodies are little, our voices are too. You have to listen very, very carefully. The lightning bug glowed. Axel knew what to do. One at a time, each bug took the antidote. It should make you small again by morning, Axel assured them. 
Axel had an idea and suddenly became quite excited. A picture. I have to get a picture. Axel borrowed his dad's phone, and before bedtime, he snapped a selfie of himself with all of his bug friends. In the morning, the bugs had returned to their normal size. Axel, I think we need to talk. Axel's dad was at his door the next morning, phone in hand. It's about this picture you took. Axel smiled. I hate to say I told you so. Axel had been bragging about his invention for weeks, but again, no parent or friend or teacher believed him. They all assumed he was kidding. It can't be. His dad was flabbergasted. I'm going to need a copy of that picture for my project, Dad. It proves my potion works. So it does. His dad smiled, still unsure if what he'd seen on his camera roll was real. Axel looked across the room at his Bug Brigade Science Fair project to see his friends, now quite small again, though he could tell they were smiling and waving. And as he listened carefully, he swore he heard a chorus of thank you echoing from their temporary home. Watch out, Science Fair. Here I come. Again, I don't think Axel's project got the praise it deserved at the splendid elementary school science fair, and that's why I wanted to share his story today. And I have a feeling it won't be the last time we hear about Axel and his giant bugs. That's all for this week, listeners. Tune in next week when kids' superheroes Buck and Tracy return... Buck and Tracy will battle not one, not two, not even three, but five supervillains over the course of the next two weeks and two episodes. Don't miss it. And one of these days, I'll have to tell you more about that splendid elementary science fair, for that was a very eventful day. And those characters I was talking about... Those are characters you'll get to know quite well in the future when our kid superheroes unite. Perhaps I've said too much. Have a great week. I've got more stories to tell. Come back and visit sometime. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. I'm Rissy Joy. Please write and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a beetle or an eggplant. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.